0: So, back with another episode of our Calling Home show, where I don't call home anymore. <laughs> Instead, we just watch TV shows. So, I'm a little, uh, I'm, I'm kind of excited for this week, because I, I think this one might be good. It's uh, George Burns and Gracie Allen Show.
1: Oh, yes, my goodness, those two are really famous.
0: Yeah, I was, like, I was like, I'm pretty sure I know George Burns. I think I had a book of like 10,000 one-liner jokes <laughs> that George Burns wrote yeah, or something.
1: Yeah, famous, a little runt of a guy who always had the big cigar.
0: Yeah, well, that's where I wasn't sure who he was until I was checking to make sure the episode worked, and I just saw, yeah, the way he holds this cigar. I'm like, oh, yeah, that guy. Like, I know him as the and old they version. they
1: were famous film stars in the, mm, let's say, the nineteen. 19- late 30s 40s so uh i don't know that i knew they had a tv show
0: yeah so the information i found it's all pretty standard by the book stuff i couldn't find much besides the nuts and bolts but uh and it's kind of the same story as as always so they were headliners in vaudeville in the 20s uh, radio stars in the 30s and 40s this tv show started in 1950 and it was initially like a live thing that they did and just broadcast out uh until 1952 they started filming it but then they did play it in front of a live audience so the reaction's real but you know they upped the production values and stuff uh this episode i'm not sure exactly when it's from but i think it's after 1952 so like once they started filming it properly and it ended in 1958 even though it was doing fine and you know critically good and ratings were still good it's just you know they did it for eight years and uh that's all i really know just (laughs) that's it just the basics
1: they did real cornball comedy, too. Yeah, yeah just... just. So,
0: I guess, so I guess we'll see. It's just because I know I've heard the names. So I'm like, oh, that's, that's you know, they must be famous for a reason. And uh, and, and George
1: I Burns went on to make movies. Like, he was over, a, he was 100 or over 100 when he died. And it's not that long ago. But after she died, um, and I don't know when that was, but he shows up in movies all the time. It's yeah. a...
0: Yeah, I mean, I definitely knew him, and I don't know why. He just is always around.
1: Once once you see his face, you'll say, oh, yeah, that guy.
0: (laughs) And uh, so I found two episodes, another bonus to this episode. I found two of them, so we we could watch either one. But this one, guest star Jack Benny. So I'm like, all right, fuck it. Let's watch that one. (laughs) Let's watch
1: Jack Benny.
0: (laughs) All right, well, then let's do it. Episode 68, this is. So, yeah, it must be a few years in. I think, to be fair, that's one of the better (laughs) drinks. So, yeah, this might be a short episode because you got food prepared for you, and it's just, I don't know, how much is there to say about that? Yeah, I feel like I cursed it maybe a little bit at the start, where I was like, oh, I'm kind of excited, because I've heard of George Burns and Gracie Allen, and Jack Benny's in it. You know, what could go wrong? (laughs) So yeah, if I had to say what went wrong, it's uh, I mean, let's it just, it's just, it's Gracie Allen, right? She's not funny.
1: <laughs> no, she is annoying. Yeah. Oh, what a ugh.
0: Yeah, and like you want to
1: be married to her.
0: <laughs> and yeah, she really has that that Betty Boop voice that I could see it on the radio. Like I bet that's like ah, oh, it's funny. It's his ditzy wife or whatever. But then, when you got to have a whole half hour sitcom plot based on the fact that she's just totally unreasonable and very
1: stupid. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Oh, she's just too much. I can't can't stand her.
0: (laughs) So, this whole thing was, yeah, just that she saw a movie. There's a movie that's popular at the time about how, oh, this couple, can you believe they weren't really married? And she works herself into this big tizzy of like, oh, yeah, there must obviously this marriage I've had for 25 years with George Burns was also fake and the whole episode is just everybody having to deal with this this stupid thing that she just made up out of nowhere <laughs> and so very thin premise like that's not a very good uh, setup and
1: then yeah just but she's such an annoying person just, no. ugh.
0: and and if, if it had like the just like alright if this was the setup for some clever jokes but it just kind of wasn't. Like, yeah, none of her jokes were funny. Then they finally cut to George Burns doing a monologue, and it started off funny. And then it just got weird. Just these weird, like, he's like, ah, I'll be fine about this, you know, that I'm not married. I'll just kill myself. <laughs> like, okay, that's kind of funny. But then it's like... I'll just go back to my old job. Ah, oh, but I can't do that. No one wears painted socks anymore. I'm like, okay, that's getting weird. <laughs> and what was the next thing he said? I don't know. They just kept, the references kept getting more and more obscure. And I'm just like, if this was 1950s life, I've never heard of it.
1: Well, the only, it sounds to me though, we, we weren't getting the references, but I think 50s audiences, if they had been listening to radio shows of them for years, right. that would have meant something to them, but it, just was, yeah, strange. And uh, and then
0: Jack Benny probably still was the best part. But it, it really was. He was also just, just. It's like he's struggling to. St- keep his head above water in this terrible premise that is not interesting so basically what was funny is just his his same old same old it's always funny it's still funny where he was like hey i was uh, i was a witness at their wedding i mean it was a little strange i was there because i was only 14 years old because he insists that he's you know like you're saying like he's, he's 39 he
1: never gets older than 39 and they've been married 25 years so yep the math is right on
0: and then and then his ridiculous skin thriftiness of uh of like oh you know george by the way i returned your call earlier and george like oh yeah sorry has to give him a dime (laughs) (laughs) because he's just so cheap so i mean yeah like that's that's always going to be funny that stuff's just that's funny but yeah besides that i think the in-depth Commercials about BF Goodrich tires were kind of more interesting. <laughs> oh,
1: <yes>. very scientific.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're showing puncture tests and all this stuff about how tires work, and and yeah, so. Uh,
1: so there's another. You have another one, do you?
0: Yeah, there was two there, but I mean, I don't think we need to watch another one of those because that would just be another episode, but without Jack Benny. <laughs> like, the yikes. only thing
1: is, is it's an earlier one, really early. So right. maybe why don't we watch it
0: if you want to? Yeah. I don't know, Sure. Okay, so <laughs> we'll we'll give it a shot. Shit.
1: Just just
0: to compare the two. <laughs> All right. So yeah, we're gonna double down, try one more episode, although uh Yeah,
1: we shouldn't pass judgment just on
0: one. I'm more than happy to pass judgment on just one, <laughs> but uh but I think this could be a bad sign that you know we were saying the the biggest problem was just that the absurd ditziness of Gracie Allen was really a killer. So this episode is season two, episode twenty-two. Gracie confuses a desk with a oh, person.
1: Oh lord! So, you know
0: what? <laughs> That's a bad sign. I wouldn't
1: have believed it, but after seeing that episode, yeah, <laughs> yeah why I not? can not believe it.
0: Sounds like a, a a fine plot for this show. The George Burns and Gracie Allen Show. <laughs> by our nation's <laughs> half of the uh, excitement is to see who's, mm, <laughs> who's sponsoring it. the show.
1: And to see what uses they can use carnation milk for. <laughs> yeah. Probably learn all kinds of things from contented cows. Hi everybody. Our curtain's about to go up on George and Gracie, but we
0: have a moment here and I'd like to tell you this about George. You know typical of most you're leaving
1: me? Mm. <laughs> How many years did you say this ran for? Uh, eight years. Good she God. Right? <laughs>
0: I always hate to plots like this. I think of it more in like movies, but like when everything could get cleared up in 30 seconds if somebody would just listen. <laughs> like that drives me fucking bananas. Everyone would just sit
1: down for a yeah, second. Just shut up. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I mean this is really egregious. Like at least usually there's a some reason why everyone's wires are crossed. But Gracie Allen is just deliberately cutting everyone off and saying, don't tell me. Don't tell me what's happening.
1: And that stuff that she does over and over and over again. It's pretty, pretty thin. Damn, that was pretty awful. God.
0: So yeah, the thing we were saying that it was, uh, the title was that Gracie uh, confuses a desk with a person. So yeah, it's just that George is getting a new desk and she thinks it's a secretary and she's convinced he's going to run away with the secretary so yeah it's basically the same plot of just (laughs) but at least this one it was a little better because she gets a detective to trail george burns but the detective mistakes the neighbor for george burns and comedic blah blah blahs so i mean i do think it was a bit better and i liked seeing uh the live stage show version was kinda cool. Like they come do the monologue and then a curtain raises and the sitcom happens and then the curtain goes down and they talk about Carnation Milk. Like it was kinda neat. Like it must have been stressful to do that all live. But if it's they certainly took no good.
1: Annoying Gracie <laughs> Allen out of that. And even <laughs> yes. if they had replaced her with somebody else who was a bit ditzy, it would have been better. It is just that woman is so annoying. She's just too much. She's over the top. She's just
0: Yeah, she really is like a like a a four or five year old kid brain (laughs) and not like yeah, like I was saying when we were watching it, it's not like this is the the double, triple twist is that she actually is just playing everybody by acting dumb, but no, she really is just real dumb.
1: Yeah. <laughs> just... And nobody, what's, un, what's un, kind of unbelievable about it is a person like that, everybody would be kind of rolling their eyes, like every time she'd say something. In real life, that's what you'd You, you might run into people who are dumb like that. But you'd be rolling your eyes and like, oh good god, let's get away from her.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then if you start to, I mean, yeah, it's better not to even think about it so much because I'm sure in real life she's nothing like that. But if you take these characters, it's like, what is George Burns's thing? Does he just like having like a dependent? You know, like someone who's just way stupider than him? <laughs> like, what does that say about him? <laughs> that's what <laughs> that's what he wants to hang out with all
1: day. This is weird. But they had the same the same. uh the monologues because in the first one we watched both Jack Benny and George Burns had monologues and in this one they did too but I, I did like this this idea of this the stage set yeah. up with the curtain that would come across and then you have the little monologue to kind of tie it together the plot yeah could could have been if you had somebody else doing the Gracie Allen part not probably not bad it's just that she is just so annoying <laughs> yeah. ah.
0: Yeah, and she didn't have any clever lines, like literally not one. Like literally the funniest thing was uh, when she's making tea for Jack Benny and it's like, how many spoons of sugar do you want? He's like, two spoons. So she puts two spoons in it. Like that's the high watermark for her comedy. (laughs) It's like, that's not funny. (laughs)
1: Even if it would finish off, her being that kind of annoying, ditzy, dummy type, if at the end... If they'd have a little twist to it to say where she kind of says, Oh my god, what a fool I've been, or or something to show that she's got some semblance of humanity. <laughs> she's not just a complete dummo, but oh she's
0: <laughs> Yeah, just aggressively, like in your face stupid. <laughs> Too much <laughs>
1: and never listens and never just shuts up long enough to find out the reality of what's going on she just blah 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 and that coming in and out she must have come in 10 times at least and ah, and then she'd flit off again and then she'd flit in again and ah, and flit off again like what the heck was all that about
0: yeah it's definitely like in incredible patience by uh i wonder if this is what led to like as we go on i guess we'll see but you know, the kind of later shows like uh, the Honeymooners are all in the family where the husband is more aggressive of just like, quiet, you. <laughs> you know, like, I wonder if this is building up to that. Like, we can't take this anymore.
1: But in the Honeymooners, now if we do watch the Honeymooners, the wives are, yes, these stay-at-home wives kind of people, but those women in that are not stupid. Right. They usually are the ones who, while well, their men are being aggressive and you know fred flintstone types and everything else um it's the women who come up with some plan or some resolution or something that shows that even though they're the little woman at home and not supposed to have very many brains they've got brains
0: and i think things have really shifted they just continued to move that way because nowadays i mean like with like the simpsons and family guy and stuff you know you got the big dumb husband Uh, But even just in normal sitcoms, whatever fucking King of Queens, just pick any random show. It's always like some schlubby idiot husband and the wife who's on top of things. Yeah. (laughs) Like all the time. It's like the reverse of Burns and Allen. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I did learn, though, some interesting factoids that I just thought while I was looking up random stuff on Wikipedia that I thought would be kind of cool to bring up. So Gracie Allen had heterochromia where she had one green eye and one blue eye and she was kind of sensitive about it. But I mean, that's just interesting because you would yeah. never know because everything's black and white back then. <laughs> so, so that's kind of interesting. But yeah, just about um, George Burns' amazing lifespan. So let's see. Hold on. Let me bring this up. So Gracie died. I don't always look up the deaths because it's just kind of depressing, <laughs> you know, but fuck it, since George uh, lived to be 100 she died in 1964, so she only oh, yeah. had a little ways to go. She right. died of heart disease. And then we looked up the neighbor, B. Bernadette, who turned out to do like a lot of uh, cartoon voices and in different stuff. She got lung cancer and died in 67 or 68. Meanwhile, George, they estimate, smoked 300,000 cigars in his life. Uh, even up to his death, he smoked four cigars a day and he lived to be 100. And it's like, there is no justice. <laughs> like, how? So yeah, he lived over 30 years longer than her.
1: Yeah, so she was born in 1902 and died in 1964. So she was yeah, 62, not that old.
0: Uh, he was born in 1896, so L- he was a little bit older.
1: 1896, so yeah, he was six, seventy, eight 8 years older than her.
0: But, yeah, so not only did George Burns completely survive smoking all those cigars to, like, literally no ill effect. It didn't affect him at all. But he, uh, so he died at 100, but they say he kept working up until he was, like, 95.
1: Oh, yes, he was very active and, and showed up in a whole lot of stuff.
0: So, yeah, I guess he, uh, he fell in his bathtub when he was, like, 95, and they had to do some surgery to get, like, liquid off of his brain. So that's when he finally quit doing, uh doing stand-up and stuff just because of that but yeah like literally mid-90s before he stopped and apparently too he worked his uh cigar into his act to the point that you know like when you're uh, on stage you know you have to just have a certain amount of time on stage but he would time out his comedy act by uh by where his cigar was like how far down his cigar was and then when his cigar ran out he knew he was done telling jokes <laughs> like that's pretty cool Cool. So yeah, there we go. So another uh, another piece of the puzzle of the history of TV. But yeah, I did, uh, just because Burns and Allen is such a famous thing, I did it. I do admit I, I thought it was going to be, I expected a little more. I expected a little better. Oh yeah, there's George Burns when he's older with the glasses. Like
1: yeah. Well, anyway, um...
0: Yeah, we definitely... It's not
1: a show I would have watched for eight years.
0: Yeah, I think we definitely gave it, just by even watching a second episode, I think we gave it more than it's due.
1: <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> yeah.
0: But anyway, I mean, you can't argue that George Burns, I mean, he's pretty, he's pretty awesome, you know, just, like, his, his whole career has been so insanely long, and, like, again, wanna, anybody from this era that I know... You know, well, like I know him as an old guy. It's like, all right, good job, good job, and yeah, it's a, I don't know, it's like, I guess we're kind of dumping on Gracie Allen a bit, but, but yeah, that's a bad character. That's not good. <laughs> so I don't know what else to say about that.
1: Yeah, there's nothing to say about her. She's just awful.
0: <laughs> all right, well, I guess I'll shut this thing off. So, yeah, so I guess, uh yeah, I don't know again uh i never quite know how to end these i guess it's just next week who knows we'll just see we'll see what happens maybe it'll be better maybe it'll be worse who knows <laughs> the mysteries of tv who can say